I am so excited for today. Today we are launching the first episode to a podcast I am calling, Yes, You Can Lead. Life and Leadership Lessons from me, your host, Chip Nightingale. And the reason I am excited about launching this podcast is because I am passionate about raising up leaders to understand their full potential of being a leader. When I came out of high school and went into college, my, my only desire in life was to make money. I was a baseball player and I had a scholarship to play at Liberty University and and uh, in that year, everything just fell apart. It's amazing, you're only 18 years old and everything in life had fallen apart already. I'd hurt my hamstring, I couldn't run anymore and I started making a, some decisions in my life that changed the course and direction of probably what God initially had in store for me, but he has used it to, to help to grow me into the leader I am today. From there, uh, I went into building homes. I started building homes on the side while I was finishing up my college degree, homes, barns, anything I could do to, to make a little extra money to help for, to pay for college. And then I started a company with a friend. We were framing homes, 100 homes a year, um, 100 plus homes a year. And, and it continued to grow until the market crashed. In about 2005, everything began to fall out from underneath us. And during that time, um, my wife and I had bought into a franchise, uh, Apple Tree Daycare, and, and we thought that this was going to be a great opportunity as well, and, and we would have this construction company, we would have this daycare. This daycare was a Christian daycare in which we were uh, providing resources for infants all the way up to uh, um, kindergarten, and, and we were going to be teaching them God's Word. But because of the fall of everything taking place in the construction industry and the housing market, we ended up having to sell out from that franchise and, and we had to make some very, very tough decisions. But during that time, God was shaping me and, and, and calling me into a totally new direction. And I went to work for a company called Word of Life Fellowship, who is a worldwide ministry. And uh, they asked us to come to be their volunteer coordinator and basically get people from around the country to come to our properties and and help to uh, build cabins, help to restore cabins, whatever type of things needed to happen, lawn work, all that stuff. And our hope was that our that volunteer program would grow into the churches and would grow into to other aspects of the things happening um, within the ministry. But after five years of being there, God called us back to Michigan. And uh, so we moved from, from Michigan to New York and then from New York back to Michigan. And, and uh, I was coming back to be able to spend some time with my daughter who, um, who lived in Michigan and she was going to high school and all those types of things. And I was just going to start building houses again. And a church says to me, would you consider coming and being our pastor it was a church that my dad had pastored for about 18 years. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to be a pastor. I know what pastors go through. Um, so, and, and truthfully, I didn't, I didn't go to seminary. I'm not called to that. I have a business degree. I, I don't think this is the, I am the person that you want. Well, needless to say, they said, well, we have seen all that God has done. We think you have the right heart. Why don't you just put your name in and see what happens? So what I did was I, I gave them a 10-page paper of all the things that I wanted or I needed the church to do in order for me to become and be their pastor. A lot of changes I felt that needed to happen. Some of them were just to protect me from the things that uh, I saw my dad go through while he was in the pastorate. I don't know how this happened, but... Uh, 
the Sunday that it came up to um, the day we were going to get voted in to be the pastor, they actually did vote us in. The next Sunday, whoever didn't vote for us didn't come back to church. And the church went from about 125 and dropped to about 75. And there were these, these two older guys within our church. And they were our elders. They were 80 plus years of age. And they both met with me in the very first week. And I was... I was discouraged just thinking, you know what, why would they need to meet with me so soon? Um, uh, obviously, this must have been a mistake, blah, blah, blah. You know, all those things that kind of go through your mind. And they looked at me and they said, uh, hey, Chip, we've been praying about it. And, and you remember that 10-page paper you gave us before we hired you? Um, here's what we want you to do. We want you to do it all. Let's rip off the band-aid and let's just lose whoever we're going to lose. Let's just start over. And I said, are you sure? I said, because uh, I'm going to be bringing drums in. I'm, we're going to change the music. We're going to change everything. They said, well, we brought you here and God allowed you to be voted in. God has called you to lead this church. We are here to follow God's leading in your life. And if you believe this is the direction we need to go, let's just peel the band-aid before people get comfortable and let's just do what we need to do. It was a very rough six months. In that six month period of time, our church grew, but it was slow because we saw some of our friends leave. Some of the people that really didn't like the changes that were taking place. But after a year, the church doubled. Within two years, the church had tripled. Now we've added the second service. Now we're starting to talk about adding on so that we can uh, impact more people. And by the, by the seventh year, the church had, had grown from 75 to about 700. Five pastors later... We have five pastors on staff now, and and God was doing an amazing work. Fast forward to where I am today. That was two years ago, and God has already moved us on. So two years now, we have been back with Word of Life, serving in a different type of leadership role. And the reason we left the church was because God had provided the leaders to do the work of that church. It's, um, I had felt that God had, had uh, brought in the right people at the right time and either I felt at the moment that either it was time for me to leave or it was time to empower other leaders within our church to go on and, and, and be a part of their own churches. So after some prayer, we decided to come back to Word of Life and, and God has been doing amazing work since. And he's still going to do an amazing work. But one of the things I began to realize through this whole process of, of these last 25 years of my adult life is that we have um, something within our minds that tells us whether or not we can lead or whether we can't. There was this man from our church a couple years ago. He came to me after I had posted something about Tozer's uh, uh, 365 daily devotional for Christian leaders. And he said, hey, would that be a great quiet time for someone like me who is not a leader? It threw me back. And it made me realize at that moment that even though we all are leading in some way or another, we do not feel confident in the fact that God created us to lead. 
So what I want to share with you within this podcast today is just kind of three very simple principles from Ephesians chapter 4 that I think apply to us today. The first one is this. Leading starts with understanding who is leading us. Leading starts with understanding who is leading us. Ephesians 4.15 says this, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into Christ. Meaning, the person that is leading us is Christ. If you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then you will submit to His authority. If you don't believe in Him, you will submit to the authority of something else. Something is the head of you. It's as simple as that. God created us to lead and, this is so cool, and to be led. I've been reading a lot of uh, leadership books right now, and one of the things that I began to realize through those leadership books is that, that we should always have two meetings. We should always have a meeting that is um, up and a meeting that is down, meaning uh, there should be a meeting in, in with the people that are leading us, and there should be a meeting with the people that you are leading. We should always have two meetings throughout the week, and they don't have to be very long, but... It is an amazing reminder of the fact that there is always someone who is leading us. You could be the president of the company, but there's there's a board over the president of that company. And then there's shareholders that are over the, the board. So as you can see, even though those shareholders don't have anything to do with how the company functions, there are people that are, are constantly in authority over you, which means we are all leaders. And in fact, if you were to say, well, I'm I'm the person that uh, is the maintenance guy and all I do is clean toilets. Well, at some point in time, you're going to have to lead someone to train them how to do that work. Now, you can choose not to, but the reality is, is that we were all created to lead. We just have to recognize who is the head who is the person that is leading us. And for me, because I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior, that person has to start as being Christ. The second point that I want you to see here is, is leading is knowing our roles. Leading is knowing our roles. He, he goes on into, um, into verse 16 where it says, From the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. Meaning uh, that Christ is leading us, but then all the pieces of the body are working together to lead with each other. Another way of, of, uh, of explaining this is that, for example, in a home, a husband is responsible for leading his wife. Just like husbands are to submit to the authority of Christ, so wives are to submit to the authority that God has given to them as husbands. So when you think of Ephesians 5.23, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself his Savior. Think about what is being said here. First, we need to recognize who has authority over us and then resemble that authority over whom God has placed in front of us to lead. Men, it's our wives. Wives, it's our children. You see what I'm saying here? See, God has placed us all in position of leadership. But we just need to, to know our roles. 
in the Bible, there are specific roles, but even in the structure of corporations, there are specific roles. And we need to understand our jobs within the roles that we have been given. Not, not to assume the roles that we want, but actually be, be, be um, capable of doing the roles that we have been given. The third thing I want you to see is that leading is knowing that you are not God. <laughs> Think about this for a moment. Leading is knowing that you are not God. Some of the greatest leaders in the world, unfortunately, thought they were God. And they led with the iron fist. And they were successful. And we, we can think of many, many people who were successful who had no relationship with God. They didn't even care about God. They despised God. But to be a truly successful leader, you need to be a leader that is impacting others. Leading others to a specific cause, leading others to a to to understand how they are part of the process of leading. Leading is knowing that you are not God. Understand something. I think this is pretty amazing to think about, but Christ is led by God. Why is that important? The reason that this is important is to see that we are all being led by someone. The only person that is not being led is God himself. There's nobody that is greater than someone else, but it it also shows us that God created us to lead and to lead by his example. So when you think about this aspect of leading, think about those three points. First, number one, leading starts with an understanding who is leading us. And if you are a Christian, it's, it's Christ as the head. He should be the piece that's leading us. Leading is knowing our roles. Not desiring someone else's roles and until we maybe we're, we're given the opportunity to fit ourselves within those roles, but understanding our roles. And, and within the church or in the body of Christ, it's talking about the fact if you're, if you're the hand, then, then you're there to, to equip the arm. And if you're the arm, you're there to equip the shoulder. If you are the shoulder, you're there to equip the movements of the arms functioning together. That we need to understand our roles. No role is greater than another. And then finally, leading is knowing that you are not God. I love listening to John Maxwell's podcast. One of the things that he talks about all all the time is that great leaders bring great leaders around them. Great leaders bring great leaders around them. Basically, they bring people to compliment them. Because guess what? If you're a great leader, you realize you're not God and you're not gifted at everything. In fact, some of the greatest leaders in the world today aren't really good at anything other than organizing great leaders. That's what's made them a great leader. So in closing, there's three things I want to leave you with. I thought this was very interesting because our devotions this week were on Moses. And even Moses didn't think he could lead. But God used him to lead over a million Israelites out of the land of Egypt. So understand something, even though we may not think we can do it, 
If God says we can do it, we can do it. Number two, yes, you can lead, but you have to make a choice to lead. See, God created all of us to be leaders because there's always someone that has to follow us. But there isn't going to be anybody there to follow us if we're not willing to lead. And then finally, God created all of us to lead in one way or another. Hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. Until next time, yes, you can lead. Looking forward to seeing you next week.